Welcome to the Court to Corporate Podcast. I'm your host, Kirby Porter. On this show, we sit down with current and former athletes to discuss their personal playbooks and dive deeper into how it has translated into success and lessons outside the game and in the business world. You can find this podcast on your favorite streaming platform or at courttocorporate.com. Court to Corporate is all about amplifying the journey of athletes in corporate America and showcasing how your athletic influence can serve to build your path. Stay up to date with more content and perspectives across all of our social platforms. These will be linked in the show notes or they can be found on our website. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Court to Corporate. Before we get started, I want to share a few quick updates since we last spoke or since the last episode. First, starting on a personal note. So last weekend of January, January 26th, I believe, was the Harvard Women's Basketball Alumni Weekend or my favorite weekend of the year. Think of a bunch of us coming back and screaming very loudly during a basketball game. Um, but on a serious note, that is such a special weekend. Um, this was my just my second year being on the other side, and I remember being a player and seeing all the alums that would come back and just like being amazed by like all the amazing women and leaders that have come through this program and are now doing amazing things and they come back and you know they're talking to you like you played with them and I think that's literally what I knew I would love about this program and it's so cool to be on the other side and like um be be at the big kid table but no it was so great and of course the girls won which was the best part but um I remember one conversation I want to share with you guys um that really stuck with me was after the game against Startmouth and just staying at the gym after and, and talking to everyone. And we literally had a round table discussion. It was like probably six of us where everyone went around and said, what was the one thing that you learned about basketball that you carry with you now in your career? And I swear I was not the one that asked the question. <laughs> um, but it was just so insightful to hear all the different answers that people have but also just like how how natural that answer was to them and for me personally I shared um next game mentality which is something I talk about a lot my teammate Kit who was um my point guard for for two years my freshman and sophomore year um she shared about how basketball has enabled her or given her the skill set to be able to work with different types of people Um, and so on and so forth, you know, all the things that you would expect to hear. But I just love that we had that conversation, just a special reminder of, you know, what it means to to be a part of that program. Second thing, in case you missed it, our monthly newsletter is growing and glowing and we're trying new things. That's the name of the game. Um, so, So in case you're not familiar, our newsletter comes out at the end of every month. And it's all about giving the insights behind our community, going a little bit deeper into the perspectives that we bring out each month with some of our favorite takes from the episode and also giving giving the pro tips, right? Giving you the pro tips to maximize your athlete in the business world. But also this month, we introduced a new segment called Kirby's Playbook, which is the name for now, but open to other suggestions. But 
basically the concept will stay the same. So it's each month I'm sharing my six bullets. So it's what I'm inspired by, what I'm learning, where I've been, where I'm going, and a first look at what's next with Court to Corporate. Um, and also just giving the chance to ask me anything. Ask me something that you'd want to see in the next newsletter or you'd want to hear me speak on um, in the next podcast or an idea that you have for the podcast, a topic that we haven't covered yet. Or even if it's a guest, like this month, I um, you know let people know that we're picking back up recording. We have about um, eight episodes scheduled to record this month, so I'm super excited about the guest. But you know, asking people, who are your dream guests? Who do you want to see on the show? And let us know, because we will make that happen, or at least try to. So yeah, those... Those are the main updates. Um, We will leave the link to sign up for the newsletter in the show notes. So please make sure to catch that um, and and join us along for the ride as we keep it going. So today's episode, I am so, so excited about this one. Um, Me and Danny had a great conversation. I really had to go back and edit out all the laughs that we were having. Maybe I should have left them in, but honestly not because they were a bit dragged out. But I think that just speaks to how fun this conversation was, Um, but also just how much wisdom was dropped. So Danny Fagan is currently a manager of corporate partnerships at the Los Angeles Clippers. But before she made her way into the sports industry, she actually spent her college years at Hamilton, where she was a member of the women's basketball team, and the early stages of her career in the acting and production industry. Today, she's joining us to talk about how she overcame the uncertainty in making a career switch and how she's found the confidence in in building her path since. So in this conversation, what you'll hear is that we begin with how she found the confidence in the first place to make the jump, to move from New York to LA to pursue her career in sports. We then move on to talk about how she found success in her first internships in the door with IMG and the LA Sparks without any previous experience in the industry. As we progress through the conversation, we then talk about why it's important to expand beyond the scope of your role and what you do. She dives into her role in corporate partnerships with the Los Angeles Clippers. And then lastly, we wrap up with the court to corporate checkdown. Um, so here's my conversation with Danny Fagan. We start off this episode with talking about what she loves about being in the sports industry. It's incredible. Um, it's it's a dream come true. I, you know, if you'd asked me four or five years ago what I would be doing, I never I never would have told you that I that I was going to be working for the Clippers or in the NBA. And to be working in the sport that I played, it's awesome. I mean, when you see me on this, if you see me in the arena at the game, it's hard for me to like not want to be like, "What are you doing?" or "Shoot," you know. So. Um, no, but it's awesome. I'm I'm so thrilled to be a part of the Clippers organization and, and to be doing what to be doing what I love and um, being a part of of basketball um, is great. 
Yeah, no, I'm excited to walk through how it went from, you know, never thinking that you would be in this position to how you got here today and how you're just loving it. So yeah. um, we're going to walk through your story, key lessons and how you're leveraging your athlete each step of the way. Um, but like, let's start with your journey with the game of basketball and specifically at Hamilton. Would love to hear like now, how do you look back on that experience? Um, boy, uh basketball taught me so much. I know like it sounds so corny and I'm sure um, a lot of other people might say this who played basketball or any, really any sport as well, but there are so many little lessons inside athletics that I think when you're in it, when you're playing in it, you don't really, you don't really think about it. You're so, you're so in it that it's hard to see the big picture, but um, I mean, everything from being able to work with um, different individuals um, to uh, different leadership roles, knowing when to kind of take a leadership role versus take a back seat. Um, there's there's so many different ways that basketball and sports in general overlays into the corporate world that, again, you don't think about when you're in it, but it's helped me tremendously. Yeah, it is funny to like, it, it, you said it perfectly. You don't realize when you're in it on the day to day, but it's so funny. Like now I feel like you'll be in a work setting on your day to day and you'll like see a situation or like something coming up and you can just like relate it back to an experience that you had. So it's, it's only when you get to the other side that you realize how much. Um, so yeah, how one, this might be a tricky question, but pick one season that was your favorite and tell us why. Um, that's tough. If I, the first one that came to my head was my senior year. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason I say that is I I played point guard, um, my whole life. Um, but my senior year, I got to play a little bit of shooting guard, two position. Um, there was, uh, a few, uh, a few girls in the class above me who, um, played the two and the three. One of them was a tremendous score. The other one was tremendous on defense. And um, when they graduated, those roles kind of had to be filled. And so I got to, um, I I got to kind of assume not a completely new role, but um, take on different, different um, parts of the game that I wasn't used to. Um, So that was fun for me. Um, Was still playing point guard, um, but we actually had, a freshman that year, my, my senior year, we had a freshman come in who needed to, you know, get used to taking on that, that responsibility. And so it was cool to be able to kind of put myself into a different situation in terms of um, what role I was filling on the team and also being there to almost let some of that go and say, Hey, this is going to be you coming up. So you gotta, you know, you, you bring the ball to the court, you know, you set us up into our offense, like, and being being encouraging um, as well. So that was, and, and you know, I scored a few extra points and then kind of <laughs> yeah, was, a little more, which is always fun. But but um, no, I think senior year was was probably the one that came to my head first. I love that. I love that. So um, let's talk about some of the internships that you had while in undergrad that I believe were in the production and entertainment spaces, um, which I'd love for you to speak on now. But can you quickly take us through that? Um, but also like why you started where you started and like how you found those interests? Yeah, well, so 
when I was graduating high school, I actually, I, I was a huge fan of Glee, the show Glee. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, I think I want to do that. I want to be an actor. So I took, I took some classes over that summer between my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college. And I was like, I'm going to act. I want to be an actor. Mm-hmm. So throughout college, I, um, I, did, I didn't end up um, studying theater as my, my uh, major. It was, a, it was a minor for me. Um, but I had an interest in pursuing acting. Um, and that's why those internships in kind of the entertainment industry was, was where my attention um, was put during the summer months. Um, so I did a few casting internships. I worked for NBC Universal, um, did some work on uh, 30 Rock and some shows um, there, which was fantastic um, in the casting office. Got to read with some actors that um, are now kind of somewhat famous and which is, <laughs> which is cool. What are, um, what are some of those? Sorry? Who are some of those people? I read with an actor named Billy Magnuson who, okay. um, oh gosh, if he hears this, which he probably, I don't know. If he, <laughs> he might not. <laughs> but, I, um, <laughs> yeah, I read with Billy Magnuson, which was cool. And then, um, yeah, and then I did a few other um, casting internships. Um, my junior and senior year, I did a production internship and development as well uh, for Legendary Pictures um, out here in on the West Coast. On the West Coast, which is how I kind of fell in love with California. Um, and uh, yeah, so so that was kind of the direction I thought I was going in post graduation, which is what I did. I pursued acting in New York for, you know, looking back. On the, on the span of an acting career, you know, is very minimal, about two and a half, three years. But, um, yeah, you know, doing the whole, doing the whole uh, restaurant uh, game, doing, you know, bartending, waitressing, and, and, and trying to create my own content and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's kind of yeah. college to post-graduation. Yeah. So walk us, walk us through that. So you were pursuing acting. I mean, first of all, like, how was it pursuing that in the city? What were some of your favorite parts, but also like, what did you learn that led you to eventually pivot? Yeah. So the two years of acting in New York was, was hard, but you know, I, I was beginning to make my own content um, and stuff like that. Cause you kind of have to, I mean, now you have the internet, it's so easy to film something, um, and put it out there. And so if you're just waiting around for, you know, if you're submitting to actors, access, sorry, actors access and the other platforms, um, breakdown services on your own, like you're not necessarily going to get the auditions and you have to just kind of start creating your own stuff. So that was fun for me, but, um, definitely frustrating in the sense that, you know, I wasn't getting the calls from, you know, my submissions. Um, and people don't want to see, people don't want to audition you if you don't really have a reel and they don't, haven't met you before. So you have to put something in, in front of them that is going to, you know, get them to get, you know, to take a look at you. So you have to create your own stuff. So that was frustrating, but fun. Um, and then I guess, I kind of just decided to, to pivot because there's this saying um, in like the acting world that if you can imagine yourself doing anything else um, and be happy doing it, then you should do it because like I said, it's, it's a really 
tough um, industry to be in. There's a lot of rejection. Again, I'm in sales now and there's a lot of rejection in sales. So I guess it taught me, you know, how to deal with rejection. Um, but you know, you're going to deal with that anywhere you go. So, um, I guess that was a takeaway, a positive takeaway from that experience. And then just overall, I mean, you know, working in the hospitality industry while I was pursuing that career taught me a lot of just, just about working with a diverse group of people um, from so many different backgrounds. Some people who didn't even speak, like I didn't speak their language. They didn't speak mine. If it was, you know, I took Spanish in high school, but I don't remember that much. So right. you now being able to communicate um, with just very diverse groups of people um, in a fast paced environment uh, and then taking those skills that I learned in acting that I learned, um, you know, putting myself out there being just the kind of friendly, bubbly person, not being afraid to go out and talk to people that going and taking acting classes totally helped me, you know, just kind of break out of my shell and be, and care a little bit less about what people think about me. Um, that's important, which is super important. Um, but yeah, I mean, some key takeaways from from all that is just, I guess, being able to adapt to different situations, work with different groups of people. Um, I honestly think that every single person person should, um, at some point in their lives, work in hospitality, whether it's being a server or a bartender, because you learn so much yeah. about people and the way that people treat others. And it's just very eye-opening and it really makes you appreciate that job when you're not in it anymore. Um, It's tough, but um, I enjoyed it and I wouldn't take it back for a second. Yeah. Um, As soon as you said that, I I listened, do you listen to How I Built This? No. So um, it's a podcast with Guy Raz and he just like sits down with all the famous entrepreneurs. Um, And I think I've heard that from so many of them that have come on. David John is one of them that's coming to the top of mind that worked at um, Red Lobster for several years while he was building FUBU on the side. Um, There were a few more too, but they all say, all say the same thing like that, like working in that industry, literally you walk away with, um, I think a different level of like EQ almost and like understanding of like how to work with people, appreciate people. So yeah, yeah, I I totally, I totally hear that. That's so important. Um, So with all that said, um, you took a lot away from, from working and acting, dealing with rejection, putting yourself out there, working with a diverse group of people, Um, you know, from the outside looking in, going to sports looks like it was a natural step for you because you have that background, but what was your actual thought process and like, okay, I'm, I'm not sure if this is for me. Let me go make my next move. Yeah. That, that was a hard one for me because I'm not really one to give up. I don't like to, you know, I don't give up very easily. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider, um, I wouldn't consider the fact that I pivoted, um, giving up. I think it's all, I think it's the way you frame kind of, um, that, that transition. Um, I just kind of realized that my priorities um, were a bit different and that I wanted, I wanted things that that um, career couldn't provide me with in the amount of, I guess, time that I knew it would take. Um, And I think you, as an actor, you have to respect 
the the process. And I think in any career, you have to respect the process and the struggles. And um, I I do, and um, I do respect them. And and that's why I think I realize, you know, I'm not sure that this is the right path for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because there were other things that I could imagine myself doing um, and be happy doing and feel good about. Um, and so I kind of, you know, after I, I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to act anymore. That's when I decided I was going to move out, out to California. And to be quite honest, I just wanted a fresh start. I wanted to, I wanted to get out of New York. I, um, I was switching careers and I kind of just wanted a fresh start on like some friendships and relationships and just start off. I just wanted a clean slate. And so yeah, I, I came out here and I had to do some soul searching because I, you know, you would think that sports would have popped into my head immediately, but mm-hmm. for some reason it took me a little while. Interesting. Um, yeah. And I can't tell you why, but I, I was living out here in, in California for about seven, eight months. And I was like, what am I, what am I doing? You know, and what do I want to do? And I'm the kind of girl when you come, when I come home, I'm putting on ESPN or Sports Center. I'm not putting on, you know, HBO or HGTV. Right. Sports. Um, I'm watching the jump. <laughs> exactly. I'm watching the jump. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, sports. Let's. That seems like a good a good place to start. Yeah. So um, I actually started looking around. Um, I started applying for jobs, and I actually. Um, <clears throat> Uh, there's a, a gentleman named Brandon Steiner who um, uh, ran Steiner Sports, and and I grew up with him and his family in um, in New York, and I built a, a relationship with him, and um, I used to play a little basketball with him occasionally too, and and so I I said you know Brandon I I want to I think I want to work in sports, and he was kind enough to introduce me to someone at IMG, IMG College uh, up here in Los Angeles. Um, I had actually, inter- I had applied for a job there um, and I was, I, Brandon helped me get an interview, um, which was so nice. And, and I'm so appreciative. Um, and once I, once I got that interview, I mean, the rest was up to me, you know, uh, I, I was, I was pretty close to getting that job. Mm. Um, I didn't, I didn't get the job actually. Um, Cause I was so green. I like, like we talked about earlier, I didn't have any experience in sports other than playing and coaching a little bit. But um, so I got to the third round of interviews and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm, I might get this. Um, I didn't, but um, I think the, the general manager there um, was, is such a, a kind person and, and saw something in me, which I greatly appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he said, you know what, you, you don't have the experience for this role, um, but we really liked you come, come and do an internship and come, come get that experience. And that was, I mean, so, so generous to be basically just say, you know, there's, there's really not an internship position, but just come anyway and, and learn. And I started basically in the middle of what was all an already established internship program. I jumped in. Um, I didn't honestly, looking back, it was kind of him to not give me that job because I wouldn't have known what I was doing. Now I pick things up fairly quickly, but you know, looking back, I understand the situation. Um, anyway, I was there for about five months. Um, and then I, I was like, okay, I think I, I think I 
understand what this is all about. I was doing sponsorship activation for UCLA Athletics and the Rose Bowl Stadium for IMG College and those properties. So working with corporate partners and kind of just understanding the service side of everything. And while I was there, I um, there was one day I, I went to grab a bagel in Westwood and I ran into um, a gentleman who worked for um, the men's warehouse. And I was like, huh, that the men's warehouse, that, that could, they could be a good partner. You know, why couldn't they be a partner? And so I followed up with him and then I, I just kind of took it upon myself to reach out to their CMO. And I set up a call with their, is it, what's it, their CMO or VP of marketing? Either way, it was someone in one of those. And, um, I got a call and I looped in one of our, um, one of the account executives there because again, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> doing. Um, and little did I know I was doing what was part of the sales process, which I'm doing now, right. um, which I really enjoyed and kind of took a liking to. So when I, um, when I ended up, leaving IMG, I went to the, to the LA Sparks as a coordinator. And I was kind of had this hybrid role in sponsorship of, I was mostly on the service side doing um, partnership activation, but um, because they have quite a small team there, uh, I was able to um, leverage some sales opportunities as well. And um, had the opportunity to bring in one sale for while I was there. I was only there for three months. Oh, wow. Um, cause the WNBA season is, is much, you know, shorter and it's in the summer. And, um, the position I accepted was actually, um, uh, just a seasonal role. So it Got wasn't it. full time. So I was kind of with that in the back of my mind was just kind of like, okay, keep your eyes and ears open for other things. Um, you know, work your butt off here and see what happens. But, um, knowing that it was a seasonal role, just kind of, again, kept my eyes and ears open. Mm-hmm. And one of my friends who uh, was a senior account executive at the at IMG, she went directly from IMG to the Clippers. We were grabbing drinks in Manhattan Beach one night with one of our other buddies. And she said, hey, you know, there's a, we're, I just went to the Clippers. The Clippers are hiring. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. There were a few roles open and I, um, you know, at the, at the stage that I was at, you know, having been uh, a coordinator for, at that point, three months, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm going to, you know, apply for that entry level role and um, see what happens. So I uh, had a phone interview with HR and I really expressed my interest in, in sales. Um, I really wanted to sell. I think I have, I think I had the personality for it, felt confident enough to do it. Um, and uh they brought me in a day or two later, and I met with our chief global partnerships officer um, and a few other members of uh, the Clippers organization. And what's funny about this story is that a year prior to my interviewing with the Clippers, I had interviewed with the Clippers for a different role. Really? On the partnerships team, but again, at that point, I hadn't, I didn't have any experience. So, mm-hmm. you know... I wasn't surprised that that I didn't get the, the job. Um, plus, I attended Hamilton College, and the president of uh, our president of business operations for um, 
for the Clippers also attended Hamilton. So that was how I first made the connection and be like, okay, maybe the Clippers would be a great way to go. Utilize Hamilton's network, um, try to get in touch with her and see if there were any opportunities at that point in time when I was still trying to figure everything out. So now fast forward back to the interview process. Um, I go back in. This is now the second time I'm interviewing there. I have the experience from IMG. I have the experience with the Sparks. I'm interviewing for for the coordinator role um, on the partnerships team. However, when I expressed my interest in this, in sales, um, I was informed that there is a manager of partnership sales role open as well, which is what my colleague um, who I met at IMG, um, she took one of those positions and I ended up getting the other one. Um, so it's been, it's been a crazy ride over the past basically two years um, going from IMG to the Sparks to the Clippers. I'm, I, you know, it was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of um, ups and downs, a lot of me kind of questioning myself saying, okay, I'm, you know, at the time I was 25 and I was an intern and I couldn't believe that I spent, um, I couldn't believe that I spent every year of my college years doing, um, doing internships in, in other things. And now I was back doing internships. It just kind of, it was kind of a hit to my ego and I just needed to let that go. And once I was able to let that go, I found a lot more freedom in just enjoying the process, which is kind of what we talked about before. Um, so yeah, it's, um, yeah. That's awesome. I have so many questions. Uh, <laughs> I think I think where I want to start is the hard work. So going from like not having any experience in partnerships and sales, finding out someone someone taking a taking a bet on you because like you put yourself in the position to be there and you showed what you were capable of. How did you but like how did you attack that role at IMG? Like how did you think about I think I'm interested in this. Let me go learn about it. These are the skill sets I need to gain. Like, I'd love to hear about how you just like approach it and embrace it because obviously you did it in a way that, that led you to now working in the NBA at a, at a team level. Yeah. I am, you know, there were so many, there were so many things that I think, first of all, going into any, any new thing is scary, right? Um, and you, you don't, you don't know what you're gonna, you don't know how you're going to be doing it. you you don't know if you're going to like it. And I guess there was a, there was a little bit of a fear of like, okay, I'm, I'm getting into this new thing and I, I have no idea what, what I'm doing, but I think my gut is telling me that this is the right way to go. And just kind of going with that, that idea. And, you know, I guess this goes back to basketball, which is why we're talking is that like, you know, nothing, you don't, you don't, you don't get anywhere by not working hard. And if you do, that's super rare. So going in, you know, knowing that I was fresh, like a freshman, maybe I'm like a, like, you know, putting it into context, freshman on the basketball team, you gotta, you gotta earn your stripes. You gotta put the work in, you know, you're not going to get that starting spot right away. Um, put your head down and be respectful work your butt off and um, go from there. And that's exactly kind of what I did. And also I think one thing that I did that um, I think maybe 
helped me was I didn't, I didn't wait for people to tell me what to do. I'm clapping. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I'm not the kind of person that likes to wait around and that's, that's a good thing and a bad thing. You know, patience is really important in so many different aspects of your life. But in this sense, I was like, no, I don't want to wait for you to tell me, Hey, Danny, go do this or go do that. I just was like, men's warehouse, the men's warehouse. What can I do to add value to this current situation? How can I take advantage of the people I'm meeting? Well, not take advantage. That sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Whereas most people in that bagel shop might have said, oh, you work for the men's warehouse? That's so cool. I'm a woman. I don't need a suit. Okay, bye. And instead I thought, well, the men's warehouse, we don't have a current partner in you know, men's non-athletic um, apparel and fashion. What, you know, why don't we try men's warehouse? Every college guy is going to need a suit. I mean, most of them are going to need a suit. So I thought it was a great idea. So I ran with it. And um, I wasn't afraid to do it. And you know what? I totally stepped on people's toes. I did. And it wasn't purposeful. Um, you know, our, the, the, the sellers that were at IMG, I, you know, I totally stepped on their toes. But you know what? Like I said, it was not purposeful. I, I was trying to be helpful um, at the same time, you know, didn't know what I was doing. So I looped people in and I tried to, I tried to make, I tried to make something of nothing, right? Um, so that that's kind of where, that's kind of where the, I guess the grit and the grind of just going and doing and, you know, when you think you can't run that extra suicide or that extra 17, like you just do it, you know, you just, you find, you find it. And, you know, when you're working late nights and if there's a game you're working and your feet are hurting, you just, you just keep going. You just run one more sprint. <laughs> one more. Did you guys do 17? Oh my like on the God. Side oh the yeah. I literally, that was such a specific example. I was like, I have to ask. <laughs> I'm a little bit triggered right now. There's like very few exercises that I don't want to think about. 17s are one of them. I didn't mind suicides. I was like, oh, okay, I'll run a suicide. Oh yeah. I could, I could, I could mess with the suicide for sure. So this, the second thing I want to ask you about is that letting go piece. So you mentioned you were 25, you had spent your college years doing internships in a completely different industry. Um, you spent your first years doing acting. I just want you to like talk about that and like how you found the confidence to like know you were on the right track because you know, that could happen to someone at 25 it could also happen at 30 when you're doing a completely different career switch it can happen when you're coming out of business school and you spent x years in one industry and then you went to business school and pivoted to completely different things so i yeah just like share more about that yeah that was it was tough for me um i think i think the hardest part was um and and it's still something i think i struggle with i think it's something a lot of people struggle with is judgment of both yourself and um, judgment from others. I think we live in a world now where everybody's sharing everything about what they're doing. And you're always seeing everyone's, you know, you're always seeing everybody's um, best. uh, You're seeing everybody's best. That's a good way to put it. When, you know, and you're looking on social media has a lot to do with this and you're saying, okay, well, this person is doing this, what this thing. And oh, they're already, a you know, director or I don't know you just you start to compare yourself to other people and I think it just took me a while to be like you know what I am on my own path 
and there's no one right way to, to be successful. Um, and let it go, just get over it. Like stop harping on the things that you aren't doing and realize that you've just moved across the entire country and switched careers and gotten yourself, you know, now looking back at where I am now, I can, you know, I feel comfortable saying, you know, like it, it, it doesn't matter what other people are doing. You know, and I, I had my own path and I'm now I am where I am because I was able to let go and kind of just accept that that's, that's the, that's where I was. And, um, taking, leveraging those experiences and the people that I met and just being grateful for, for the opportunity because so many people would just, so many people would kill for those jobs. I mean, sports is a really, you know, sports is, is a really, um, competitive industry to get in and everybody wants to be in it. And well, everybody who, who likes sports generally wants to be in it. Um, and yeah, so I kind of went from, ooh, like boohoo me, like I'm an intern at 25 to, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm working in sports and I'm doing something I love and I am meeting great people and I'm working my butt off and I'm, um, I'm going to get to where I'm going to get when I get there. Yep. That's real. That's real. I love that. Um, so I do want to talk a little bit just about like, you know, what you're doing mm-hmm. in corporate partnerships at the Clippers. Um, and then we can like wrap up, but yeah, I mean, so like, you know, tell us about that. What for, for people that don't know, what do you do in corporate partnerships? Um, what does a typical week look like and, and what excites you about it? Sure. So in my role with the Clippers, I'm responsible for generating new revenue for the organization through sponsorship. Um, and partnerships. So um, the way I usually tell it to someone who wouldn't know what the heck I'm talking about is if you ever go to a sporting event and see all the, you know, the signage and you see the promotions that are running that are sponsored by some of the large insurance companies and whatnot, or hospitals or whoever the partner is, um, I go ahead and, excuse me, and I talk to those, um, you know, the the individuals on the other side, on the marketing teams, on those, for those companies. And, um, I kind of tell them why I think they should partner with the Clippers and um, why I think we would be a good fit for their brand and, you know, the target demographic and here's all the fun, you know, unique ideas that that we can integrate, you know, on top of some of your already traditional marketing. Um, here's why LA is great. And, you know, just, um, yeah, generate revenue for the Clippers. Doing my best. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so what are some of the brands that, you know, you get to work with or that you have worked with, whether that's with the Sparks or, um, with the Clippers now and, um, what's, what's the, um, what's, what's your favorite part of, of your role? Um, I, will start, I'll I'll start with that one. My favorite Mm -hmm. part is, um, I get to meet so many people and talk to so many people and build so many relationships, um, that is my favorite part of my job. I love meeting new people. Um, some of the people that I've, I was prospecting, um, I've now become really good friends with. And, um, you know, when you, sometimes there's just not an opportunity to to do business and that's okay. And, um, you know, a relationship that you start now and continue to build, if it's genuine, it's real, and you actually like the person, on our, your paths are going to cross again in some capacity, maybe, and maybe in a, in a business uh, sense. So I'm, I just, I like keeping in touch with people. Um, you know, 
that's to me, that's, that's the coolest part of my job is, is everybody I get to meet. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of like a bubbly friendly person. So that's, to me, that really hits home Um, on a, you know, I guess, what was the second part of your question? Um, (laughs) what do you like actually do? Like, what does your week look like for you? A lot of my days are spent prospecting. So looking for, um, new business, whether that's, um, online, if I'm out, if I'm outside here and if I'm driving around LA and I see some advertisements, if I'm listening to the radio, if I'm at another sports game and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, the Rams are have this partner, the Chargers have this partner, you know, Dodgers, whatever. And I'm clearly those people are interested in the LA market. So I wanted to, I'd love to speak to them. And sometimes there's an opportunity. Sometimes they're like, you know, we're just focusing on baseball or just focusing on football. And we're not really into basketball. I'm like, okay, you know, no worries. And, and you kind of, you just keep going. So I'm, I'm constantly prospecting. Um, and then once I'm able to, you know, set up a phone call with someone, um, you know, it's, it's about connecting and, and really just getting, getting answers to questions like, you know, what do you look for in a partnership and, um, what moves the needle for you guys and, um, why, who's your target again, target demo and, and just fact finding. I just want to learn more about the company, um, learn more about the person, because I do think that the relationship at the end of the day is super crucial. Um, and if you're just kind of all business and no, no interpersonal skills, that's not going to get the job done. So you need to kind of mix it with, you know, and I think you, you touched on it earlier EQ. Uh, I think emotional intelligence is super important um, in what, in what I do, in what really in any career. And if you don't have that piece, you just have the business piece. It's, it's tough. So I, I really like to get to know people. Um, and so, yeah, if I'm, if I'm prospecting, cold calling, uh, cold emailing, um, going out on meetings, going, having actual phone calls with, with folks, um, putting proposals together with, um, our partnership strategy team, um, which is fantastic. Um, our partnership marketing team to say, Hey guys, like this company wants to do this. Can we do that? If not, how can we make something similar happen? Or is there a way to work around it? So working with teams internally to make sure that, um, a partner, um, has their goals and objectives achieved by a proposal or a partnership, but also making sure that, that our brand values are, are being, you know, maintained as well. And that's, that's sometimes a struggle um, because, you know, you want to obviously provide the most valuable value for the partner, but if it doesn't really align with what the Clippers are doing or what, you know, if it's, if it's the Chargers or the Dodgers or whoever, it, it can be challenging and, you know, we're a brand as well. And so the, it could be a true partnership and makes sense for both sides. So finding that happy medium can be challenging, but we're always willing to work for it, you know? I love that. All right. So, so last question on this piece before we go to the last segment, um, what, what parts of like your job today do you see relating back to like directly, you know, your athlete experience at Hamilton and the key lessons that you took from that? Yeah. Well, that's a great question. Um, I would say the fact that I'm in a, in a, you know, revenue generating position in a sales role, um, just the, the mindset of put your head down and keep going is super important. It's kind of like I, we kind of touched on it earlier, like, um, you know, running, running that one last uh, 17 or, or 
you know, telling a, a teammate, you know, you, you got this, um, you can do this supporting your teammates, I think is super important. Um, I, um, just, just the, the work ethic that it took to get to the collegiate level and, um, for basketball, um, it, it pushes me harder here. It, it, I'm hard on myself. And I think a lot of athletes are, and that's why they get to the levels that they do is because they, they won't accept just okay. You know? And so I don't want to be just okay at my job. I don't want to just hit my goal. I want to, you know, overachieve and get to the next level. And how do you get there? You have to put extra work in, you have to do what other people aren't willing to. Um, and that's how you, and that's how you, I mean, that's, that's how I operated with basketball. Um, what's interesting is, you know, you, you'd have bad games, you'd have good games. And, um, I think one thing that I've learned a lot this year, um, is just kind of staying a bit more even knowing, um, knowing that you're going to have, like I said, you're going to have those good games and you're going to have those bad games, but don't let the bad games define what you're doing and who you are. Um, and you know, in sales, you have to stay kind of level, uh, emotionally and mentally, um, cause you're going to get a lot of no's and you're going to get a few yeses and the yeses might be amazing. And, you know, you might have such a, an exciting day. And then the next day you might hear some really bad news about a deal you've been working on for seven or eight months. And there's not, sometimes those things are just out of your control and you just, again, you just keep going. Um, so, so that is, um, I'd say that's how, how basketball has related. And then I guess one more thing is just, you know, you're going to work with a variety of, of different people. You know, you're going to have different teammates who fill different roles. You're going to have that teammate who absolutely, you know, kills it and scores the most points or gets the most rebounds. And, and then you're going to have a teammate that does all the dirty work and, you know, sets the best screen. And I think that goes the same way, you know, in, in my, especially in my department, like, you know, our partnership strategy team, um, they might not be the one closing the deals, literally closing the deal, but they're doing all the dirty work. They're getting all the data and analytics. And, um, and then, you know, I, I would say that our partnership marketing team, the team that activates all of our deals, um, you know, we couldn't, we, we wouldn't have the kind of success that we have with our, with our relationships at the Clippers if it weren't for them. I mean, yeah, I can, I can go and get the relationship and build it and paint it, but we have to deliver. And so I think it's like, it's like a game versus practice and, and, you know, not that what I do is practice. I mean, I, I'm always in game form, but you know, you, you basically create something and then you, you put it into play and how do we, how are we going to play? We're going to play together. We're going to make it work. We're going to figure it out. And all of our teams need to be aligning on all those levels. And so if there, I could go, I could keep talking. There's so many, keep it going. <laughs> we got all the time. Um, <laughs> I love that. Um, no, no, thanks for sharing. There's just so many Bible scriptures coming out of this episode. So I love it. Um, it's great. Um, okay. So we're going to end with, um, the core to corporate check down, which are four quick questions. Want your quick take. The answer can be super short. It can be a few sentences, whatever you want. Um, but yeah, so, all right. So the first question is pick two role models, one on the court and one off the court. 
Someone I wanted to play like was always Alan Iverson. I wouldn't say in terms of um, a few other attributes that he may have been known for, um, but in terms of his play, um, you know, he was extremely, extremely talented and, and, you know, he played bigger than himself. And I think he made, he made other people around him better. And, um, he wasn't a take, he wasn't afraid to take the big shots as well. And I think that you can't be afraid to take the big shots, um, in life either. You got to go for it. Um, but, uh, I really wanted to select a female player. That was, that was kind of, (laughs) you can pick one too. Um, Diana Tarazi. Oh yeah. I met her actually. We did, um, the Clippers did, uh, uh, her time to play. It's an initiative that the NBA is doing. And, um, I was a coach in this clinic that we did for, for that program. And, um, one of our, uh, someone in our HR department knows Diana and grew up with Diana and had her come out and speak. And there's, um, uh, a woman on our basketball operations team as well, um, which is fairly unique. There's not too many women on the basketball ops side. In the NBA. And we did a whole panel and I got to meet Diana and it was, it was great. And seeing just, I'm speechless. I don't even know. Um, that was, that was pretty cool, but off the court. Oh man. See, I feel like I've recently been, um, I've recently been looking a lot into like business and kind of like, like I'll call it self help, um, kind of initiatives and like just bettering being, being better with me. Um, and so I've been listening a lot of, maybe you've heard his podcast. There's some, a gentleman by the name of Jay Shetty. I haven't. Um, What is it called? Uh, his podcast is called on purpose. Oh, sounds like something I would listen to. (laughs) Jotting that down. Yeah. It's, um, I think I'd want to, I think he right now in where I am in my life, I'd, I would consider him a role model. I think he's got such a great um, way of looking at things. And um, yeah, I, I, he's, he's one that came to my mind first. I'm sure I have more answers for you, but right <laughs> on the top of my head, that's what I'm coming up with. <laughs> all good. All good. Um, all right. Second question is pick one thing to know about working in the sports industry or your role specifically? My role specifically, it's, it's fun, but it's, it's work and you have to be willing to put the work in. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, Oh, you seems like you're living a dream job. And I am, I mean, I, you know, we talked about it earlier. I played in college and now I'm working in the NBA and it is a dream job, but, but I mean, we all have responsibilities and we have to be held accountable to, what, you know, what we're doing on the day to day. And, and it's, um, it's hard, but if you love it, then, and you're good at it, then, you know, I think a lot of things can be achieved. And, and so I think, um, yeah, it's hard, but, but it's fun. But it's worth it. Um, second to last one, career advice you wish you knew earlier in the game. Oh man. I don't know if this is life advice or career advice, but like everything's going to be okay. Um, yeah, like it'll all work out. And I think, I think going with the flow and I guess that's, that's kind of 
of the same essence there is just realizing that whatever you're working towards, if even if you don't know what that is yet, just keep doing, keep exploring um, what what is meant to find you will will find you. Um, and if it hasn't yet, yet you haven't found it. Um, so just keep, just keep going and try new things and don't be afraid to email that person or call that person and, and start a relationship. I, when I was younger, I was so shy. Like I wouldn't even pick up the phone and order takeout. Like, I, oh my God. And that, yeah, I was really shy. That's extreme. Yeah. And then my parents were like, you order the chicken parm. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> and so Sometimes you just need to push yeah. a little yeah. push. And I, and that's a good point too. Sometimes you just need a push. And, exactly. You know, um, but, but no, I d- don't be afraid to, to make a phone call. If you don't ask, you, you never know what, what might happen. So ask. 100%. Last one. Being an athlete is an advantage in my career because... Being an athlete is an advantage in my career um, because I have been able to take lessons from being a teammate, from being a point guard, from being um, a leader, from being someone who has to take a backseat and allow others to lead um, and take all of those lessons that I learned on the court, which are all kind of come back to me now um, in my corporate career um, and realized that basketball has really helped shape me into who I am as a person, Um, learning to take criticism from both coaches and your teammates, Um, knowing when, you know, someone is down and how to, how to help them back up um, both emotionally and physically. Um, there's just, there's so many positives to being, to being an athlete. Um, and it's really helped me grow here with the Clippers and grow as a, as a person. All right. Thanks for listening into this episode. In the meantime, we want to hear from you. Stay connected. Leave us a comment on Apple podcast, DM us or contact us on our website, whatever is easiest. We want to know your feedback and what questions you have. Otherwise, we'll be back soon with more athletes, more perspectives and more pro tips on the way.